I'm going to do some sound checks real quick. We can just keep talking and talk for a second. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's mm-hmm. right, right there. Yeah, but then you start to hear me breathe. Yeah, that's okay. I'll get over the breathing. <laughs> I'll get over the breathing. Okay. How okay. close do you want me to That's hear? perfect. Okay. Um, either way is actually good. Okay. Yeah, you have a good voice for okay. this. So, curious. Like Tracy's. Tracy, I can hear across like a supermarket. <laughs> She'll be like, a million people rushes go, Jim. I do not. He's totally so, here. He totally overexaggerates. <laughs> it's unscripted. It's conversational. It's uniquely Utah and Salt Lake. Get ready for the Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast with Jim and Tracy Nilsson. Well, welcome, Amy. This is uh, Everything Salt Lake All at Once podcast cool. with Jim and Tracy. And today we're here with Amy McConkey. So, Amy, tell us a little bit about you. So I serve um, as executive director for Mill Creek Common, which some people don't know, but Mill Creek Common is a new sports facility in Mill Creek. It's um, a lot of people know where the old Joann's or the Brickyard Plaza, the Harmons, it's right in that area. And so it's a roller skating rink in the summer and ice skating in the winter. And then uh, just activities, a lot of events around that as well. And so that's been a fun project. I often think, you know, back in the day, you know, you could picture, you know, eight-year-old Amy. I was in love with the movie Xanadu, Olivia Newton-John. Oh, my that gosh. Tracy and you are it. so simpatico. And yeah. so the muses were on this wall, and then somehow they magically came alive and started skating across the world. Right. And so my sisters, I have, I'm one of five sisters, and we would put on, like, the clothes, oh the 80s gosh, drapery huh? clothes. And then we'd go in our unfinished basement and just play the music on the record player <laughs> and skate to Xanadu. Right. And so if somebody would have said to me, someday you are going to be opening a roller skating rink and an ice skating rink, <laughs> I would like, what? <laughs> this is like my dream job. Like, what are you talking about? Like, how cool oh. is that? And so I kind of do pinch myself every day that I've, like... Arrived at my, I'm now 49. So I've now arrived at my dream job, you know, at 49. So it's awesome. really fun. So then I also serve for Mill Creek as the events director for the city. And um, 18 years ago, I launched a program called Utah Venture Outdoors. Uh, we've shortened it now to Venture Out. And Venture Out started as a one day uh, festival and then now has moved into a series. And so the basic components of it are um, in June, we do it, we do more activities in June and in July. It's movies in a market. But in the June festival season, um, we, you know, people arrive at a park, put their blankets down, you know, Mm -hmm. then walk around and get food trucks. We have live music. We have a ton of entertainment that's around there. And it's kind of just a big backyard party. Yeah. And then we move from place to place each park week. Park to park. Park to park. Mm-hmm. How many parks are there? So in the there's whole quite a few. There's city parks and county parks that we utilize. Um, but we hit nine different parks uh, in our summer series. So it's we're never in the same place each week. So it's fun. Which is great because people can kind of congregate. And if you can't get to that one, you can get to this one. It's a little bit closer. Right. Yeah. And the impetus for that is um, that I feel that if, and this is just me, this is no, I don't have any, you know, qualitative data on this, but as people gather in their community, I do think that kids and youth start feeling that like they're part of a good community. Right. And so that is something that I'm super passionate about as people gather and they feel like, oh, my community gathers, we get together. Totally. How does that make them feel in their experience of their, 
you know, childhood, youth and, and such. So totally. Yeah. What, what had you um, started to begin with? Like why all so those years ago? I had moved back from Minnesota. My husband and I moved back from Minnesota. We had our uh, one daughter, Ava. And actually we had, we had just barely had given birth to my second child, Gwen. And um, so I was kind of in a transition period. And okay. so it was that, um, and I had been working um, and then this was my time for my break. Like I was going to, you know, watching two children at home and it was a hard year, you know? Right. <laughs> and so, uh, I actually, what started is, um, uh, Rita Lund, who is a beloved woman in the community. Oh, we know Rita. We love her. Yeah. yeah. Rita is amazing. She is a huge mentor of mine. Um, anyway, Rita, uh, they dropped off a flyer around my house saying we needed a secretary for the Canyon Rim Citizens Association. I was like, oh, that's something I can do. Like, yay, get me out of the house. <laughs> I'll do that. So um, I started with that. And then there were some transitions. Um, and we started talking about a, a community festival. Uh -huh. And so I was like way onto that. I didn't know that that spark was in me that like I just love to gather. But I was like so excited about it. So we did our first year in 2005 with our first park. And we had two stages. We had all this stuff. And, and the community came out enjoyed it and it just launched it like this is something that people wow. want later down the road we changed it where it wasn't just um, there was a lot of investment for a one-day event and it just felt like a lot better to use the same resources and we figured out we could use the same resources and do more events because once you call one you know yeah face painter you right. might as well book them for the whole summer <laughs> just repeat <laughs> rents, right yeah right. exactly so there's like return on investment by doing it in multiple in a series uh -huh. and so that it launched into this series where it's more so yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's cool. Yeah, we go every year, obviously, and and pavilions and pop up booths and food trucks and it's just you know it's I don't know any other little city around here you might that does something like this. I'm sure they are around, right? Yeah, but it's amazing. Well, there's like you got you know food, you got uh, you know farmers markets, you've got movies in the park. I do think we spend a lot of time on that programming prior because some people don't want to stay for the movie. Some people just right. want the food trucks. And so we do it. And it is a real, we have amazing sponsors and that's how we're able to do it like free events. So, you know, they don't have to pay to go to the inflatable and sell so all these amazing. kind of things. And so they, and we over program it. We know that so that there's not long lines and that the people feel this not hurry, hurry. Like it feels more relaxed. That's kind yeah. of our goal for it. Right. Yeah. Right. So now with the whole new common, Mill Creek Common coming up, are we still calling it the common? Because now I've seen some name changes over there. Like the Adventure Hub is now. Oh, yeah. so the common is kind of almost the campus, okay. you know, for it. And then uh, the Adventure Hub, the Granite Credit Union Adventure Hub is where you rent your skates. Okay. So the hub is the building that is on there. And um, so we use the word common, um, which I think is really sweet. So people kind of call us the commons right. often. Um, and I think it's Jordan Commons is right. one of yeah, the Yeah, I guess that's why, right? Yeah. I think of the University of Utah, the commons. Yeah, so they kind of do that. Like In Boston, it's called Boston Common. And the, the, the phrase comes from this idea of a town square, where you build your town square and you share what you have in common with the others. Right. And so where I take that to another level is... You know, you might be a, um, an aerialist. Come share your stuff with the common. <laughs> you might be the most amazing skater ever. Come share it with the common. And so as we build events um, and we bring in talent and performances and such, the goal is to share it with the common. We had a really unique situation this um, 
last winter where a friend of mine stopped a, a, a man on his, on, he, you know, was on 39th South and he does these snow sculptures in his front yard. Uh-huh. And she stopped him and she said, Hey, can I get your number? What you're doing is amazing. So she gave me this number. We connected. He came down and he built these snow sculptures that were amazing. These dragons and this and that. And people were just blown away. And I could not believe what he could create. The talent. But here he was sharing his talent on the common space. So it right. was that yeah. was the that was right. a fun moment. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, the ice skating and uh and roller skating in the summer and then the and you also have the DJ on the weekends. Right. So you have kind of the boogie nights sort of thing, right? Yeah. And they kind of play different tunes. On, on Fridays, we're going to do more, th- you know, 80s nights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's been fun to see people loving the sport. A lot of people gravitated to skating during the pandemic. Right. And so it had this resurgence. But as I see it, that people are like, some people come and you can just see that they're just developing so fast in the sport. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you do... um uh, roller skating classes, don't you? And ice skating classes? Yeah. So we do the roller skating um, on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. And then there's always somebody there that also teach a trick. It's a very open community there. We have um, a program that um, Holly Jensen, who is our skate specialist, roller uh-huh. skate specialist, she developed a program called the Skate Loop Legends. And basically, these are just like the most amazing roller skaters. These guys roller skate like every day. Yeah. They are so good. And what that does is they help teach the lessons, but they also are just, they're at the common, ready to tell people right away, like, oh, you want to know how to do this? Let me show you, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's some really interesting tricks they teach you to, to be better skater. Well, they just make them feel at home and have that kind of regular cadre there. So that right. when people show up, they don't feel like, oh, there's no one here I know. They right. welcome them. Because sometimes you ask somebody for a trick and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm bugging you. And they're like they've mastered it. They're like, yeah, let me just teach you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. People like to share what they know for sure. Right. True. How does your family, do they like the skating? Do they, are they? Yeah. No, they all, I mean, yeah, they've all gravitated to it. I mean, we are making skate, uh, you know, style boards. They're like, they're getting way into their skates. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, it is a fun activity. Um, and I do think it's a way to blow off steam. I mean, and ironically, the, the skating is so good on your joints. So it's actually everyone gets scared about doing this. Like they're like, what if I fall and break? Yes, totally. Where are the head, you know, the wrist guards, like I do think, you know, do protection, but it is such great exercise and does not hurt your joints. So actually if you come out and do it, it's very, very, very good. It's very low impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never very really low thought impact. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's obviously, if you think about it now, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, right? Yeah. yeah. And now you have the whole build up to the skateboard section and the new area. Do you want to talk about the new areas a little bit? Sure. So we have a phase two uh, that we're calling it. And it's part of that. We're uh, bringing in a mini golf course and it's mini, Which mini. Which I love. <laughs> so it's uh, 18 holes and um, it's not going to be the clown's mouth. It's going to be more, you know, more nature mini golf, I guess, Uh you know, uh, it's not going to be like locked off. People can walk around it while people are playing the mini golf. Um, but what's fun is there's a nostalgia. A lot of people in Mill Creek have around Dottie's miniature golf. Right. And that was there for so long since the seventies. And so there is kind of fun that like, you know, just two minutes away, we're going to do a new miniature golf course. And so Mill Creek's still going to bring that sport back. (laughs) So great. So, so great. I, it's interesting because I think um, not 
every generation understands or can appreciate exactly why this is so wonderful for the group that's coming up in that sense. Because when we were kids, I mean, we ran around the streets till it was, you know, midnight and our parents were at that point, we're kind of thinking maybe they should come home. Um, and it's not that way anymore. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so to have this, that Mill Creek is creating this just family friendly, the, I don't know, just to be outdoors and together and to venture out mm -hmm. in a sense, I guess it's. I think when you have that sense of community, you have more sense of connection, which means you feel safer and you are safer, right? Because there's more people who know you and you know these people and right. that sort of thing. And we were just talking about this. Tracy and I were just talking about this the other day where when we were teenagers, Tracy would sleep out on the lawn with her two friends, right? And then they'd run around the neighborhood and it was one or two in the morning and no one really cared that much. And now we're thinking about doing that with our kids. We're like, that ain't happening. <laughs> it might say more about us. <laughs> I have been an anti-sleepover person too. So I think we all got a little traumatized in our youth. Maybe we had too much. <laughs> Maybe too much fun. <laughs> yeah, but but I, I do think that the childhood has changed yeah. and it's sad. I mean, yeah. you know, like what was so fun is... Um, there's a, the show Stranger Things, right? right? Which is a nostalgia show talking about the 80s and such. And um, I remember my kids are like, I just love the idea of the mall. Like right. that was yeah, so right. amazing. Right. What? That's so sad right. you have the mall. Right. But then we have these rental skates at the Granite Credit Union Adventure Hub. And they are from Stranger Things. Like they're the 80s, the right. orange wheels, mm -hmm. the tan boot, right? Yep. And... Um, the kids are like, oh my gosh, it's like we're back in Stranger Things. I'm like, no, these exist to be on this TV show. But, you know, okay. But it does, uh, it brings back the nostalgia and how people connected and enjoyed it. I do think, um, and I'm biased here, but the one thing I didn't love about skate skating, you know, like places was it was it felt so dark. Right. And it felt so it was more like a dance club with skates. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, that was just my personality. So I think people love to have the opportunity to go inside with the regular roller skating and ours right. is outside. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, with the air and that stuff, you know, breezing through your hair, like yeah. air going through yep. your hair and such yep. that you just really enjoy that um, summer night, I guess. Right. Yeah. And you, like we said, you do have some of that dance club elements. So you can right. have some of that and then the day skating and right. sunlight and sunshine and all that. It's true. It's yeah. true. One thing too, on this, um, the, the activities, so we put like ping pong table out, foosball table out. And then in phase two, we're going to do some other things with like some LED swings and some more skateboarding and such. But we feel that there's like, um, you have to have some trick to get people activated. Like they feel like they're going right. somewhere. And then in the end, this place is just to hang out at. Yeah. Right. This place is right. to talk, connect. You know, it's not, you know, and, and you don't have to pay admission just to come. Right. If you skate, there is an admission fee, but um, you can just be there and people watch and hang out. We also have a splash pad. Um, and oh, so that's, that's right. super fun in the summer. And and we do activities around that uh, for families during the day, completivities. Uh -huh. um, but I think it is just this idea of you get a little bit of toy playing and then people just start interacting. Yeah. Yeah. Just feel comfortable. And like you say, it's a bit of a destination, but it's just that sense of I know where to go now. <laughs> right. right. It's like, oh, we'll just go down and skate or, you know, soon we'll just go down and hang in the splash pad or um, or walk around the park or whatever. And there's restaurants down there, too. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And then the food trucks. Right. Um, which is really cool. This 
food truck Thursday still? Yeah. So every Thursday we did it actually all year round, even in the winter. And it, you know, it was hard to get your food and like leave, but it's, uh, the food truck Thursdays are great. I'll, I'll be honest with you in May, they're fantastic. We get like the most, the best food trucks and the weather's perfect for it. So it's a fun time to come, come in May. And I would say the shoulder seasons are like one of the best times for food trucks in Mill Creek. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. So where did you grow up? So I grew up in Holiday. It was so far away from Mill Creek. <laughs> Just so like far. A mile, maybe two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it is funny with the Valley, like um, that we have all these cities. I think it's 19 cities in Salt Lake Valley. Mm -hmm. My goodness. And yeah, there was a decision made, you know, in the, the 60s, 70s that Salt Lake didn't want to expand any further out. And so it left it to all of this the Valley having a lot of different cities and communities and Mill Creek is a new city. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're all connected, you know? Yeah. Lots yeah. going on. That's the neat thing about Salt Lake. And we talk about that in real estate, right? It's like, yeah, if somebody wants to move to Salt Lake, well, there's Salt Lake and then there's Salt Lake, like the Valley, right? And then there's Holiday and Mill Creek and you can go all the way out to Daybreak or yeah. South or North or East. And each area has its own, uh, kind of cultural riff, right? Uh, we we're talking to Ted uh, the other day. He's did a, pod, okay. he did a podcast with Listen. He talked about how one of his daughters, there wasn't really anything for comp softball on the east side, but there was something going on in Taylorsville, mm -hmm. right? And so he would just kind of go down to Taylorsville and, and take her down there. And it was this there. huge thing out there. And they do like an open, what they call it, like a opening day, opening ceremony. day. They have hot dogs and all this sort of thing. And I think when you look at the different cities like Mill Creek, we're developing our own kind of flavor, right? Right. And yeah, no, I agree. And the other thing that's interesting is is that because there are so many cities, you've got a lot of people working on events and right. locations. Mm -hmm. And I think the the bad part is is it doesn't get all communicated out to all of the you know the valley per se. I mean, there's this amazing. Uh, BMX bike park that people are like, what? I didn't know that existed, right? They have been to the Kearns Oval. They haven't done all of these things that are around there. And they feel like they don't know about them. But that's what I would say was amazing about the Valley is there's so much going on. I belong to in a group where all the city um, event planners connect together and we help each other and support each other and, and, uh, and talk about, you know, different aspects of safety with even event planning and it's a great network but there is a lot going on in the valley and uh people just i'm just going to use the phrase need to venture out a little bit more <laughs> so sometimes people just stay so in their community they don't see what else is going out right. i encourage people to go out because you see that and then you bring it back you know maybe closer or home or just use that resource that's out there. Right. Yeah. Or just tie it together. You know, there's no right. reason. Like if you live in another city like Phoenix or Los Angeles or Austin or wherever, um, all the cities are, are kind of connected in that you don't mind just going over there. But right. there's something about Salt Lake. And I don't know, I'd be curious of your opinion on this. Like when you leave the east side, it's like a barrier, right? You need to go over there. Right. Or when you go out to Draper, you're going to Draper where in other cities, it's all just kind of this melange of, of things. And I think it's it'd be really nice to be able to have that here, because like you said, there's so many things we don't know about everything. 
Right. And I, I, I'm blaming the freeway on that. It's <laughs> 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 a freeway placement. Yeah. So, you did a great job planning on the streets, but where was he when we put the freeway <laughs> in? Okay. Right, exactly. So you've got, you know, I-80, but you do not have great east-west connections. You don't. And so what that does is it pits this east and west side together, but it's crazy. Like, how do we not have better connections east west? It just goes north south, you mm. know, along the front. Right. You have to go all and the way so, out south to go right. out west that way, right? right. So yeah. that has major, you know, impact on policy development, how people yeah. interact and how they feel. Now we should all just also say that the the reality is you can pretty much get anywhere in the valley in thirty minutes, for sure. And people are like. Oh my gosh, like 30 minutes? Why is you, that's so little. Like we have no idea what real commute is. Exactly. And we're just mad if it's like beyond 15. So <laughs> I think that's the magic number, this, right? It's like, where'd you go beyond 15? Oh, it's too far. I yeah, can't it's go. too far. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you can be down in Provo in like 50 minutes. Right. I mean, so it is kind of funny how we talk because we're our perception is right different of yeah. how it just takes so long. That's going to take me ten minutes to get there. Right. In other parts <laughs> I have lived, that is like, what are you talking? That's about? right. Yeah. Like, like your commute should be an hour. If it's an hour and forty five <laughs> minutes, mm, that kind of sucks for you. Right. Right. <laughs> like when we lived in Los Angeles or we lived in Temecula, we'd go to L.A. all the time, right? Or San Diego, and it's like we wouldn't yeah. blink twice about going like ninety minutes. Right. right. We're just going someplace. But here, where would you go 90 minutes in Salt Lake? No one would ever go. No. Yeah. But I do think it's like when we lived in Connecticut and Minnesota, it was the same thing though. We're like, that's not that far away. And we had more adventuresome spirit because it was all new to us. Yeah. And I would say that's the, the best part is when new people come into our state, um, they are just like, oh my gosh, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. Yeah, that's true. And the person that needs to get a little bit more off the couch is, you know, or the, the natives. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> the Utah yeah. natives, right? Yeah, exactly. The Utah natives are like, well, I don't know. Antelope Island feels like it's so far away and it's like this amazing place, you know? Right. So, so true. Uh, it's funny. I was actually in touch with someone from work across the country and they said, hey, my, I think this is her son in law. Uh, and was coming out to Salt Lake. And he said, do you mind just talking with him and showing him things? And as a Utah native, um, it gave me an opportunity to kind of go through and go, okay, well, if I was outside the state and coming in, and Antelope Island was one of those things, right? And uh, Timpanogos Cave mm -hmm. and all these things that are out a little bit. But if you go to them, it really is amazing how much is here. Right. Right. No, a hundred percent. And the thing is, is we poo poo what's in our backyard. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we, do. You, we don't go up in the canyons. The thing that is interesting, though, is I think, you know, I challenge anyone when they go up to the mountains and they see that their soul gets filled up. And I think often people go, why don't I do this more? Right. <laughs> right. Because it's so close and it is this amazing, amen these amenities are so close to us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we take for granted the outdoor recreation that's around us. Yeah. yeah. Like you can just go up the canyon for 15, 20 minutes and picnic right. in the middle of the forest. Right. right. And we have these, uh, I don't know if they're county or state amenities, like I said, picnic tables. They make sure it's clear and safe. Uh, and it's also close. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Just, there's so many resources there. Another hidden gem is uh, the Jordan River. And they are working so hard on that. Uh, Simon Sorensen, he is with the Jordan River Commission, and 
he um, he is making a, a, a big mark for that. But no one thinks about going to the Jordan River, mm-hmm. right? There was we were, were raised with some different perspectives of right. that, and that's not a good place, and blah blah blah. But um, it is a remarkable place, and I have kayaked it. It is really fun. They are making it so it's even safer to do so. But here, most you know places like embrace their water especially in the West, right? Mm-hmm. right. And um, this is an amazing resource. I think when you, you know, you know, give it 10 or 15 more years, this is going to be a place that people can uh, enjoy the water in a very urban setting yeah. and just enjoy uh, getting around the Jordan River Parkway area. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at other, like, what was it? Um, San Antonio, the yeah. walkway, the water walkway there uh, and Austin, uh, is a good example of how they kind of celebrate that usage of just the water flowing through there. Right. And it's kind of funny when we look at places like Salt Lake, it's growing a lot right now. Uh, and then you look at cities that have been through this growth and maybe they're 10, 15 years in the future. Do you ever do that and see where we're headed? Where's Salt Lake headed as far as like population or what we're going to be doing as a state or a city? Right. Well, and, you know, the culture in, you know, Utah is that you don't just have two children. You don't just replicate yourselves. You're always, you know, it's it's more than more than two often. Right. Oftentimes. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes it's even more than six. And, you know, <laughs> so but we want to create an environment and and, and housing, frankly, for um the the kids to live in you know you don't want to like raise them here and go oh oh, sorry we got to ship you off to wyoming yeah sorry there's nothing for you here because it's not you know and i i I think no one wants that i mean there's been a lot of development obviously utah stayed really high in the housing market right Mm -hmm. but um i i do think that it's going to keep growing because there is just natural growth and then i think um, with the resources, having four seasons. I mean, there's all these sorts right. of things I didn't appreciate when I was younger. And then moving away, I realized that, um, so we lived in Connecticut for a while. And then again, I said, Minnesota. And what I realized is we have hardly any bugs in Utah. <laughs> we have really big <laughs> spiders. <laughs> we do have big spiders. <laughs> we have big spiders, but there is not a lot of bugs. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe that's it, why we don't have so many bugs is because we have such big spiders. <laughs> and then we have, um, and then I was like, I thought, you know, in Utah, squirrels are cute. Right. In the East Coast, they're rats. <laughs> and then the other thing is, um, if in Minnesota, everyone is so nice. There's no inversion in Minnesota. So that's actually a, a good thing. And people are so nice. But, you know, they even, you know, in the summer, it's like you're in the high Uintas, like the mosquitoes are crazy. And so I think moving away, I come back here and I'm like, this has an amazing place. And I do think that the desert has a very clean feeling to it as well. And then no humidity in the summer. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but I didn't value those amenities until we left. Yeah. Do you think it's common? Do you think it's a kind of a standard Utah native rite of passage to, to have to leave to realize I what you have? To leave. I think people only leave the country too, though. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Get out and just see the world, and yeah. then you're to just more grateful for everything. Frankly, yeah, you are. And, what you yeah. Have. and the resource you talk about with the desert and the mountains, and we haven't really even addressed. That. I don't think anyone that we've talked with so far, but how easy it is to go four hours away and to be in the middle of the desert sort of thing, Moab or, you know, and then to be right back here in the mountains and just how amazing our state is because of those things. Right. Zion's national park. I mean, 
it's just this is breathtaking. Yeah. And again, I think it, these are places that fill up our souls. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and I think there's an amazing park situation. They're connecting even things through bike trails um, from the, you know, the Bonneville shoreline trail has been connected. And so there is a lot that people, I don't think, you know, when we were being raised, they just kind of took the resources totally for granted. But there yeah. has been decades of people making plans uh -huh. of how to connect trails, how to do that. So when you say, what is the future? Mm -hmm. I think the future is just more good, you know, do-gooders doing good things for us. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what I see. Right. So, yeah. Well, it's right. interesting you mentioned being raised because I had that experience. And I think you did too, right, Trace? is like our parents didn't really have that sense of adventure that I think we do when we go away. Right. Like you go to Minnesota or Connecticut or we go to Phoenix or or California and you have the sense of what's out there. And maybe that's from a Utah native perspective. Maybe that's uh, something we have to overcome with our kids is because we kind of feel that same drag yeah, I don't know if you do. But we're like, we live here and, and doing what we're doing. We're trying to expand our horizons. But frankly, it's a little hard mm -hmm. to figure out, OK, well, this weekend we're going to go do this. Well, we would do that in California, but here we're like this weekend. Well, I mean, there's good TV on too. <laughs> <laughs> I do think we're, I think we, the thing we have never lost in our history is being the beehive industrial state. Mm -hmm. Somehow we just keep working. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think we That's take true. the break and say, no, it's me time. I'm going to go do this. Yeah. So sometimes maybe it's in our heads. It's our own fault. Yes, right. exactly. The problem is me. That's the yeah. traditional yeah. phrase, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, we kind of get things so cranked up with kids soccer and that thing and that thing that we just don't take the time to, to go out. But I do think that there is such a reward when people do it. I mean, as we know that there is such challenges with um, kids on screens and even parents, you know, we're all on these screens. Exactly. And so the time is there. Like the, you know, if you if you take, you know, you can even look at your screen time and realize how much time you had and what could you have done, like, yeah. you know, soul oh breathing in that yeah. one. I had an interesting conversation with a, um, my sister and uh, she, her son, um, actually, we probably, well, let's not go here. I'll tell you this story later. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Now I'm getting into like. <laughs> That's all, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but um, it is good to, I think, get people outdoors and get away from their screens and just celebrate living. Yeah. Yeah. And Utah's, I mean, you got to admit, Utah's one of those places where, like you say, you go up to the mountains or even up to the desert, whatever fills your soul, right? To be able to go there here is so convenient as opposed to other places. If you ski, for example, I mean, ski resorts. We've talked a little bit about how we had record snow this year, but they're only 20 minutes up the canyon. Right. You know, and that's unheard of. Right. Where else is like that? There's no place that's like that. Right. So, again, going back to my, you know, 80s self, and when I was up at the ski resort skiing in my jeans. And, right. <laughs> right, right. You know, no helmets. Long johns <laughs> underneath. Yeah. Two layers of yeah, jeans. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember I could not get over it. It was, I think it was like 20 to $25 to ski for the day. Yeah. And I heard people coming in and I was like, you, you mean you like flew here? You mean you like, why would you a hotel do that? Room? Like <laughs> you did all this and you're from like the East coast. And so I had watched a little bit too many of these like, um, movies that were showing how like amazing Vermont skiing and, you know, right, all those right, like right. hot tubbing. And I was like, oh my gosh, that doesn't exist here. It's like lame. We're so lame. We're so lame. <laughs> and couldn't even understand that the snow quality was like awesome. Right. right. 
And then we moved to Connecticut and I'm like, we're going to go to Vermont and go skiing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is an ice hill. And this is, this is not <laughs> an, a hill really. And I totally saw why people come to Utah for skiing because mm -hmm. it is phenomenal. And this season... I had such a good time skiing. It was imagine, like yeah. deep, deep snow. It was fun. That's crazy. And then there's there's Park City skiing and there's Salt Lake skiing. And don't and forget about Og like Ogden there's, Valley. There's that's right. resorts that's there. Right. I was going to say, there's. well, it's funny. I had a and then there's buddy, one down in Provo. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a buddy of mine who said, you want to go to the best place skiing, go down to Brian Head. Because he said, because they don't know it should be expensive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so cheap. And your kids get lessons for nothing. And it's beautiful down there. And yeah, there's just all these different resorts everywhere. All right. Another hidden gem is Nordic, though. Mm. People don't realize that is a super affordable or being Where around. That? There's, that was up in Ogden Valley. So you've got Powder Mountain, Nordic, and you've got Snow Basin. Oh. Three resorts right, right there. That. Yeah. So again, get out. Now, I did not understand how amazing Northern Utah was. Um until I worked on a project. Um, it was the sesquicentennial for the Golden Spike. And there is a lot of resources up there, a lot of outdoor recreation um, opportunities as well. And again, this is like, you know, 30, 45 minutes from our house. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Like from Mill Creek. Right. So right. it just, the accessibility is phenomenal. Right. Yeah. We have good friends that say, why don't you just come up here and live up here? And we're like, uh, we're kind of tied to Salt Lake, but yeah, there's so much stuff up there to do. And, and we go to, we like to go to our uh, like Halloween corn mazes and stuff up there because they really just blow it out, you know. And then there's the south side with Thanksgiving Point. I mean, there's just tons. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a woman on TikTok uh, called the Queen of Salt Lake City. And she's amazing. And I don't really, I mean, obviously, you know, my own prejudice, I don't really like TikTok that much because I can't find what resonates with me a lot. But she's great. And so what she does is she goes out and finds all these different events. Um, a lot of them are a little bit younger than we might want to go to. Right. But all of these different things are just, she just highlights the sense that there's so much going on here that we don't know about. Does she do daily or weekly? She does a Thursday rundown for the weekend. We should look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she does like a daily thing and she'll go and do different things. But yeah, she's, she's in it to win it. And it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and I think that there, um, and sometimes you do just need like the event name and title that people come down and they just enjoy it. Right. Like you need a reason to gather. And right. so that's kind of yeah. some of the things. And so it sounds like she's finding this stuff like, oh, let's gather. Let's go connect. With well, that. she resonates. Cool. And that's what's so interesting. Yeah. It's like you can, you know, you can go on there, any social media with any shtick you want, but you find out what resonates. Right. And I think she's really figured out that, you know, all these people in Utah are like, what is going on here? What is happening? I don't know what's happening around right. me. There is a site that I really like and I, I wish more people used it, but it's now playing Utah. So it's actually a county, um, it's, you know, paid through our, our you know, it, it is, it, it's the county managed. So it's not like a proprietor that's like, you're just trying to get your stuff to sell ads and this is going to happen, whatever. Um, but anyone can post their events. Huh. And so you can see things, you can look up what city you want to be in, Mill Creek, whatever. And it's just, if more people keep putting their stuff there, that's a great resource to have. Already there's a ton of content with that one. But now playing Utah is like, I think a really good place to kind of see what's happening in the community. Huh. Yeah. So let me ask, what do you, and, and we talked about the various things that everybody likes to do. What do you and your family like to do? So, um, 
We like to ski. Mm-hmm. We like to roller skate now and ice skate. <laughs> Strange. Um, and ironically, I don't know. I, when you say this, what do they like to do or what do we do? That's the, right. the big two, question. Right? I, like the asp- I like the aspirational version. What do we like to do? What do we want to do? Because that's where you want to yeah. aim, right? So we do go up to Huntsville, Utah quite a bit. Um, so Pine View Reservoir, like that's a fun area for us. We like to recreate up there. Um but I, I think we go to, we do go to a lot of Mill Creek events and I think the kids like it, but you know, there's a love hate relationship with of that because like, we've familiar. been doing venture out every summer on Friday nights. Like that is Friday for them. Right. <laughs> I did have a, a, a daughter got married and, um, that this is last year and she was getting married and I think she wasn't so involved in the family business of venture out anymore. Right. Yeah. And, but she missed it. So I think that is maybe something that they like to do is we get together and host this event in the, in the parks and then, uh, just, you know, celebrate community. So that's kind of fun. It gives them a sense of giving back while having fun too, which is hard to kind of. Yeah. And negotiate that as a kid. So, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff we, um, we do like to go outside a lot. Right. That's like a really fun part. We're not really homebodies. Mm -hmm. So I think it's like getting out. Yeah. We go out to eat a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of good Very restaurants. There's more restaurants now. Yeah. Yeah. Salt Lake is becoming known as kind of a foodie center, actually. If you look at all the different magazines and, and things, it's like it's getting some national attention even as that because all these great restaurants mm-hmm. are here. Um, I was going to ask, so if someone is moving to Utah or let's say just the Salt Lake Valley, all the different cities here, what would you want to tell them before they moved? And this can be words of warning <laughs> can be words of encouragement what would you tell somebody moving here well i think sometimes when people want to feel like something is home there's little parts they want to take from it right and so i mean i think if somebody is more in a desert population like arizona they will be you know happier in different communities where somebody that comes from oregon is going to want to be more on the bench because there's more trees right right so i think in terms of like the the fascinating part about the valley even is you've got trees, prairie, you know, fills to desert landscapes to mountainous homes. I mean, so it is kind of what are you looking for and what, you know, what is that location instead of just deciding the house? I mean, I would really decide your environment. Do you want to be more secluded? That is totally available for you. Do you want to be in the heart of a city? That is totally available for you. So I would just give that advice of, what is your, what's your jam? What's your jam? Yeah. And then realize that if you want both, you totally can have them. Yeah. You can totally have this, you know, secluded environment where you're out in nature and then be part of a bustling downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that, I mean, that's pretty rare, I think. And, and again, it's within 15 to 30 minutes right. from each other. <laughs> so. Right. Exactly. Remember that movie Clueless where he said everything, and this was way back then, yeah. everything's 20 minutes away. And I think that's all like, everything's 20 minutes away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's where I would kind of just advise them is to, to, to feel that. That's good. Um, I think I'm dominating the questions. Do you yeah. have anything here? So dominating. I, I know. <laughs> try not to. Um, but, um, I, well, I, I have a, just a 
little question like for you and growing up here did you go to where did you go to high school then olympus olympus mm -hmm. uh -huh. and then what about your husband and stuff he went to olympus as well high school sweethearts oh we're uh, guys are that nice. too right cool. <laughs> were you high school sweethearts yeah. We were, yeah. yeah yeah so and then we broke up and then we yeah, you know, <laughs> that's all but yeah, so I think, um, yeah, so they can last. I mean, you know, we're at right. 27 years of marriage. So yeah. Thank goodness. So no, it's fun. Um, I do think, I mean, going back to the idea of, um, you know, the freedoms that we had with like, in our youth, mm -hmm. I mean, th that did shape us. I yeah. mean, and that right. would be the, the, the thing is, is, I would say Utah is a very safe place to be. And that's where I think we get into the helicopter parent mode, mode. Yeah. of what we're doing, what we see and we get fearful and whatever. But I do think that there's so much benefit for these kids having agency and, you know, going out and trying new things right. and experimenting. And so, um, but yeah, I, I think that it is there. I think it's just how culture has now how impacted us. How we think us. about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, you know, I think you're probably the same as we are. We try to gauge that in our kids but there's you know still some struggle is like okay well we can let rory uh you know our daughter rory go to her friend's house but how far away is the friend's house and where do we want her walking and stuff like that our parents would be like we'll see you at dusk 100 <laughs> percent. and, and uh, you know honestly like did i mean did any of your parents set up a play date for you Never. Never. That's, Ever. that's Ever. so ridiculous. There's like, right. time we drop them off, what time should we pick them up? Yeah. Like, there was no play date. Like, ever yeah no <laughs> the so, concept didn't exist the concept did not yeah. exist. Like, i don't know who made the <laughs> we don't like Where them. did that Whoever come they, in so that's what like we are, you know maybe that is our challenge is when people come into the state did they did we adopt the idea of the play date like that was not a utah fundamental yeah. no, idea no, was no, i don't think so <laughs> i think it's a i think it's just a national well i think as we get more um access to more information Right. It all seems so much closer, right? And, you know, the news loves to make us scared and anxious so they can sell more soap, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's just that sense of like, oh, my gosh, what's out there? What's out there? We just didn't know right. what was out there. We just knew what we saw and it was fine. Right. So I, so, so one of the impetuses for um, the program of Venture Out is we also take people up to Camp Tracy. So mm -hmm. Camp Tracy is the Boy Scout camp. Uh, Mill Creek Canyon. And so we reserve it for a couple of weekends every summer and we bring people out to go camping overnight over day trips. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is um, I witness kids worry that their hands were dirty with mud <laughs> and they could wash it. There were sinks like right there, right. but they were not used to having dirt on their hands. Right. right? Or you get out of the bugs or camping on the ground like, oh, my gosh, we don't have a bed. Like, where are we going to sleep tonight? Not on a bed. And so, you know, we realize this protection, but it is good for them to get out. It's good for us to share these experiences with them that kind of help them become more resilient. Mm -hmm. And then they can decide if they like it or not, you know, if they like to catch a fish or not to catch a fish. But I think we've got to make, and I, and I do think Utah does a good job of trying to get people outside and do that. Right. But, um, Right now, it is parent. Parents have to be involved as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of program we try to do is where it is all age, where there's something of entertainment for the adults, something for the kids, so that it balances out. So it's a it's an experience that everyone is enjoying. Yeah, yeah. When is the Camp Tracy thing? When so we are doing the last week of August and then over Labor Day. 
this year. And at Camp Tracy, does everybody have cabins or do you come up and tent it or? People, you can go online and reserve um, a campsite and we have six cabins. I think they're sold out for this year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so, and then people can just come for the day. Uh-huh. And again, so Camp Tracy, this rustic, it was, it's like, feels like you went back and I mean, these cabins were built in like early 1900s. Like there's some fun parts about that cabin. It feels like it's been there forever. Uh-huh. You know, it's like awesome. And, um, people get to participate and see it. Now it was a Boy Scout camp. So a lot of women don't know about this camp. Right. right? And so, you know, and as, as women typically are planning what the activities are, they might not know what Camp Tracy is because they never went there as, in their youth. When they ask their husbands, they're like, oh, yeah, I totally remember oh, Camp yeah, Tracy. Yeah. Like, right. I remember that. Right. That was such right. a great memory. I remember eating chili there and loving it. That's what, I've gotten that comment like five times. So they must have made awesome chili made at Camp chili. Tracy. I love chili. It was like, I've heard that multiple times that that's where they learned to love chili is at Camp Tracy. I'm like, oh, okay. That's really funny. You so, should have a chili cook-off. Oh, that is actually a really good idea. You're welcome. That one's free. Chili cook-off. Chili cook-off. That's perfect. That would be really fun. That's a fun one, actually. And then they have that central, that big building there that just houses everybody and it's kind of a central meeting place for people to... A big lodge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's neat. And a lake. Yeah. Yeah. So that lake's going to be really full this year, too. Let's hope so. We we had the DNR uh, stock it, so hopefully it has tons of fish in there, too. So I might see some of them coming down Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're not supposed to be here. <laughs> so funny. Uh, one thing we like to do uh, on our podcast is kind of a random word association. Okay. So we'll say maybe a place or a thing and then just kind of talk about that, what comes to mind. Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? The capital. <sighs> Beautiful. Historic. Grandiose. A lot of hotheads. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of schmoozers. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. familiar yeah. with the politics. Yeah. Yes. Familiar with yeah. the politics. That's funny. I just think prom. Oh. Right, remember we used to do proms there yeah. at the Capitol? The yeah. Rotunda. Not, so my advice, do not do prom at the Capitol. <laughs> I've done several events there and the sound is horrible. It is terrible. It is so bad. You, and I'm telling you, we've worked and talked about that over and over again. Sound sucks at the Capitol. It does. So, <laughs> so bad. Heads up. It's not a good tip. Not prom a, is yeah. not good at the Capitol. Good memory. Not but a good, good pictures. Awesome good pictures. 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 And that's all that staircase. counts, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's all you remember. Does the music even count? <laughs> <laughs> um, how about, uh, we talked a little bit about out there. So how about Moab? Moab is this rustic adventure town. And the main street is, is so fun too, with lots of restaurants and such. Um, I love the musical garden that is there. I love, there's a Mill Creek Canyon hike that is awesome as well with water. It's not in a park. It's called Mill Creek. You can look it up. Huh. Um, I love, again, that cleanliness of the desert down there and that red sand uh-huh. and, uh, and delicate arch. And I love the, there's one called, oh, I'm blinking on it, sand. Anyway, there's this one, the, the nicest sand ever. And you just dip your toes into it and it's cool and uh-huh. awesome. So you yeah. just dip your toes into the sand. Yes. That's neat. <gasps> Hires. 
Hires. I worked at Hires. Did you really? I worked at Hires Big H. On roller skates? No. didn't have that then. No, it was the one up Fort Union. Oh, okay. So I was at the new Hires. Uh Um, But Country Big H. The onion rings Mm. were awesome. Still are awesome. So good. And... uh, yeah, so I yeah I worked for somewhere at Hires. My goodness, so it's like a Utah institution, yeah, for sure. And the, and the fry sauce, yeah, yeah, fry sauce, fry sauce, yeah, twenty five cents. So that was my. my Holy <laughs> it's not that anymore. No, it comes with the combo, but like twenty five cents if you want fry sauce. <laughs> well, Amy, thank you so much yeah, for sharing time with us. So this is great. We just want people to know that uh, not only Utah and the Salt Lake Valley, but Mill Creek is. Thriving. Uh, thriving. There's like so much to do all over. So thanks for fun. sharing that with us. Well, and I think coming out of the pandemic, we're all excited. I mean, it's been a while from the pandemic, but I think we're still we're still enjoying this connection. I think we all kind of have it in our souls that it still feels so good to to be out yeah, and, to get and out. be connected. And to yeah. reconnect. Yeah, right? and, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's fun. And and we're now just entering the snow is melting, the sun is shining, and so we have a bright future ahead. <laughs> Perfect. So All right. Thanks. thanks, Amy.